again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Exhale with Manisa. I am your host, Manisa Mullins, certified relationship coach, life coach, and keynote empowerment speaker. Hello, everyone. I have really missed you. Um, It has been a couple of weeks since I've been on the podcast. I want to thank you all for your patience as I get through and you get through um, these changing times in our country right now. Um, Not only am I in a quarantine, um, I am also in grad school. (laughs) And grad school, um, I'm at the end. This has been a very long process. I'm at the end of the process. And I have honestly just been engrossed in getting up every morning and doing my studies. And I will tell you, um, taking so many hours and so much time to study and prepare for this exam, I'm I'm studying to become a board certified behavior analyst. So it's a lot of terminology that I haven't learned before and it's very scientific. So, you know, when you learn something new, you can normally connect it to something that you already know. Well, there's not a lot of connections um, with these particular terms. So it's a lot of new learning. And so the way that I am, I have to make sure that I create space in my head and my brain so that, you know, these concepts can become concrete and I can actually learn them. And so I've taken um, a break from the podcast in order to do that. Uh, But I've really missed you. And so now I'm trying to figure out how I can do both of those things. It's very important to me as um, a person who um, I consider myself uh, to be conscious and aware about certain things that impact our mental health. I myself don't want to overload my brain with so many other outside distractions that when it's time to come and speak to you about things that you may have challenges with, that I'm not able to actually... Uh, give you sound suggestions because myself personally, uh, my headspace is not clear. So I want to thank you for allowing me that time to be able to get my headspace clear and to come up with a plan as to how I can study as well as be consistent with the podcast. And isn't that life? Um, Life is like that. You know, we set out and we have this goal to accomplish Um, whatever it may be, losing weight, you know, um, uploading something on a podcast every week, and then life happens. It doesn't mean that we stop. It doesn't mean that we're a failure. It just simply means that we've got to learn a new way. So again, I want to thank you for my listeners who have allowed me this time. And um, I will continue to be committed to this podcast because I do think that it is helpful, not only for for those who may choose to listen, but also, also for myself. Because every week that I am pouring into you, I'm also pouring into myself. Okay, so now let's get on with the topic at hand. So as I alluded to earlier, I have been um, trying to come up with ways that I can uh, clear out my headspace. And you know, a lot of times when you're talking to someone about things that they're going to do, or someone will tell you, oh yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I really know I need to work on that. It's a statement that they make, but they don't actually have the actions behind it. And I am a very action-oriented person. If I say that there is a problem, then my next step is, okay, then what is the solution? So I knew that there was a challenge with me um, studying for this exam that I'm going to take in August and also being committed to the podcast. So then my next question was, how do I come up with uh, 
how do I come up with the plan or the action plan to be able to do both of these, you know, with my full attention that it requires. And some of you who don't know me may think that my answer is a little bit strange. And those of you who do know me would say, yep, that's something that Manisa would do. So instead of getting out my planner and scheduling dates for studying and what I'm going to study and when I'm going to get on the podcast, I did something totally different. My number one concern was not so much how do I study for the exam and how do I be committed to the podcast. My number one concern was how do I clear up headspace in my mind for things that are essential and important to me in that moment. Because as you know, things can change from one moment to the next. The next thing that I did, which some of you may think is a little unorthodox, but I actually started a meditation practice. I had been dibbling and dabbling in meditation for many years and had not actually made the decision that this is something I wanted to incorporate in my life. Um, During the quarantine, I'm a person who normally spends a lot of time in introspection and how can I grow even before the quarantine happened. So it wasn't the quarantine that caused me to start examining my, my thoughts. But I will tell you that it was the quarantine that helped me to start examining specific thoughts that I had not, that had not, I guess, risen to the surface. And that was the thoughts of unforgiveness. And a lot of times we're feeling bad in our lives and we don't know why. We think it's due to something outside of ourselves. Maybe it's a gloomy day. Uh, Maybe it's some circumstance that's happened in our lives. But for me, um, this quarantine has helped me to see that if you're in a constant state of unease, it could very well be because you're in a state of unforgiveness. And so I really started meditating on a regular basis, 15 minutes a day. I created a little space in my closet um, with some beautiful lighting and uh, some natural scents and um, things like, you know, orange and, you know, essential oils and things like that, uh, lavender, vanilla. I have a meditation pillow. I download, downloaded this app called Insight Timer and it's guided meditations. The one I'm doing now is um, the meditation to guide you back to yourself. It's by someone named Sarah Blondin. She's absolutely phenomenal. I would She has an Instagram page. Um, Her meditations just really make you just weep because they're so powerful. Um, And so during my meditation time, I realized that there was some unforgiveness in my life that I needed to unpack. And so naturally, as a relationship coach, whatever I'm doing in my life, I try to then help people do that in their life, especially if I find that it's beneficial or helpful. And I did find that unpacking Uh, unforgiveness is extremely helpful, which is what the topic is about today. Unpacking unforgiveness and why that is so important. One of the most important things um, when it comes to unforgiveness is not so much about focusing on the thing that was done or not done to us or not even focusing on not being able to let it go. That's not the important thing. The important thing is examining the story and the thoughts you think about what actually happened to you. And I know that sounds kind of minimizing the behavior when you hear me say 
to think about what actually happened. Is that saying, Manisa, that what I experienced was not what I experienced, that I made the story up, that I created in my mind? I'll be honest with you. In some cases, the answer is yes. And that's why examining these thoughts are very powerful so that you want to be in alignment that what actually happened is what you're actually experiencing. And let me experiencing and let me give you an example. Um, if two people are in a relationship and one person says, you know what, I whew, being in this quarantine, I tell you, I love you, honey, but. I just think I need some space. Is, is there a way that I could just have some time to myself today, you know, by myself just to refresh, relax, just kind of unwind? But you didn't hear that. What you heard was they don't want to be with me anymore. They're getting tired of me. Or it must be because, you know, I'm overweight or, I'm, you know, I'm not making them happy anymore. And now that we're in this quarantine, they have really had time to think about who they want to be with, and it's not me. <laughs> and that is not what happened. All they asked was just some time to themselves. So do you see how sometimes the pain that, that we are feeling is not actually a result of what actually happened, but it's a result of the story that we tell ourselves about what happened. And so either way, whether it's the story you tell yourself or it's about the actual circumstance that, that hurt you, I want to be able to share some things today that will help you release that. I want to remind you that the Exhale community is a community of people that have made the decision that they want to do the work in their lives to create the relationships they want. So let's just jump in right now and talk about what that work is going to look like. But before we can talk about the work, we have to talk about the framework that we put it in so that we'll know where we're working from. And that framework is beginning with the mind. Did you know that every time you have a thought that there is actually a biochemical reaction that is produced in your, in your brain that then releases in your body and it sends the message to the brain and the body that every time you think this thought, that this is how you should feel in your body. Let me give you a perfect example. If when you were, in a, if, when you're in a relationship and you break up with someone and that person caused you pain. It could be years that the relationship is over. Every time you think about that person, say their name is, is Steve. Every time you think about Steve, immediately that image comes up in your mind of the pain that Steve caused. And so now the connection you have with Steve is pain. And the mind is so powerful that it will even generalize for you. That there can be someone else that you're watching a movie on Netflix and the character's name is Steve. And immediately you begin to feel the same way about that Steve. And he is not even your Steve. But because your brain has now uh, matched or paired Steve with, with, with pain, then every time you think that, that's what you're experiencing. Now the the thing about that that is so powerful is that even though you and Steve broke up two years ago, you are still in the relationship with Steve. Even though he's moved on and you moved on, you may even be with different people, but you have not let go that the pain that Steve has caused you is no longer the pain that you still need to carry. 
Because now that you're in a relationship with Jody, you're really not in a relationship with Jody because you're still experiencing what happened with Steve. Does that make sense? So what we have to do is be aware of how the brain works, that it does match an experience uh, or, or your image in your head with a feeling in your body. So essentially, we feel the way we think. But in order for us to grow and exhale, then we have to start thinking the way that we want to feel. So then how do I change that? Then every time I begin to see Steve, I now have a sense of gratitude or think about Steve. You know what? There's a lot of pain in that relationship, but I'm so thankful that I was able to learn what to do and what not to do. Um, oh, yeah, there was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of infidelity. But I'm so thankful for that relationship because it made me aware that I have to put up boundaries and I have to start talking about things that I don't agree with. I didn't do that with Steve. But because uh, because of that experience I had with him, I, I will now do that in my next relationship. So now every time your brain comes up with Steve, it comes up with, you know what? That didn't happen to me. That actually happened for me. Um, and that's why unforgiveness is so crippling because you never move from the old hurt into a new experience. I know people who have been married for 25 years who, when they call me, they are not calling me to talk about the problems that they're having in their current marriage. They are still stuck on what happened way before that relationship 25 years ago with uh, something in their childhood or with a family member or with their father or their mother. They are still trying to process pain from over 25 years ago that they've been carrying all this time. So as you can see, if you do not get in tune with your thinking, especially the negative thoughts, then essentially, I don't care what year it is, you're still stuck at that year or that point or that experience or that circumstance where you told yourself not to let this go. And what does that serve you? By holding on to pain and shame and guilt, how does that serve you as an individual? Does it make you stronger? Does it now become a barrier where you think that no one can get in, no one can hurt you? And the barrier that you build so that other people can't get in is the same barrier that you imprison yourself in because no, you can't get out either. No one can see the real you and what you have to bring to a relationship. When we feel the way that we think, especially if it's negative, we are not in control. But when we think the way we want to feel, then we gain control over those powerful emotions. I want to give you an example. Many years ago, I was watching the Oprah Winfrey show, and I will never forget this. There was a woman on the show, and her, her daughter, her teenage daughter, had been murdered. She was raped. Um, and she was thrown in a ditch and she was naked when she was found. This girl was a cheerleader. Um, she was popular in her high school. I mean, it was, it was just an extremely tragic thing for uh, this mother to experience. Um, now, at the time when the mother was on the show sharing this story, it was 10 years after her daughter had, you know, experienced this traumatic um, experience that led to her life being over. And Dr. Phil was on the show and Dr. Phil was trying to help her get stuck 
get unstuck from that, that moment. She actually had the girl's room. It was like a museum. Everything that was in that room the day that she died was still that same way 10 years later. She um, did not touch anything in the room. And she would go in the room, of course, and she would reminisce about her daughter and she would be sad. But she remembers her daughter, um, the 18 years that she was with her daughter, what she remembers is that day that she died. That's, that's, that's how the brain has now wired that memory of her daughter is when you think of your daughter, you think of her death and you are sad and you are grieved all over again. Dr. Phil said something really powerful to her. I remember that the only thing that they found um, on the daughter when they found her was an earring. And she was holding this earring in her hand uh, the whole interview. She, you know, she had it closed inside of her hand, almost clutched. And it was just like a little stud earring. And Dr. Phil was talking to her about her pain and her grief. And of course, he was extremely um, compassionate. And he said to her, for the last 10 years, when you think about your daughter, again, thought, what you think about is the one day that she died. Did you ever think that you could start thinking about the 18 years that she lived and you could literally see her hand, her fingers uncurling? And she let go in that moment and she, the pain was like it was lifted from her face. And she looked at Dr. Phil and she said, I have never thought about it that way. And that's all, that's all she needed was to change the way she was thinking about it. Did, was her daughter killed? Was she, yes, all those things were true. But is that what she, is that what you're choosing to remember about your daughter or will you remember the 18 years that she lived instead of the one day that she died see how powerful that one thought is and we can do the same thing in our relationships yes my marriage did not work yes he left me for another woman yes he was abusive he was an alcoholic we can think about that and create the same story over and over or we can say I am so grateful and so thankful that I no longer have to be in a relationship or a marriage where love is hard, it's painful, you suffer, and you lose yourself. I'm so thankful to be free from that. And I pray that the journey that I'm on to find my peace, that he's also on that same journey. It's just in our thinking, guys. Your freedom is literally one thought away. Un being able to forgive someone is one thought away. If you are willing and able to do the work that it takes to release that thought, you will experience a level of freedom that you have never had before. I want to use my own um, personal life to um, illustrate this example. Back in 1999, I left um, an abusive marriage. It was both physically and verbally abusive. And I will tell you, the physical abuse was not the hardest. It was the verbal and emotional abuse. The physical scars, they hurt, they would heal. But that verbal and that emotional abuse was to the soul. 
And it took me years, years and years to not associate this person's name or image with fear and darkness and evil. And how was I able to do that? I was able to do that by looking at that person through another lens. And that lens was, Manisa, these things were not done to you. This person did not purposely seek you out to hurt you, to ruin your life because you deserved it because you were an unkind person. This person would have done this to anyone that tried to get close to him because the way that he experienced love as a child was through protection and uh, putting up defenses, allowing people to um, get only so far or so close to him. And then when I was able to see it for that, I was able to let go that it wasn't me that he was directing all of this at. It was the world. He would have done this to anyone. It wasn't me personally. I wasn't a bad person. I wasn't an unworthy person. I wasn't a, it wasn't because I was a, um, I wasn't a good wife. It was because this person didn't know a different way. And I think some, I think Oprah said once that, um, forgiveness is realizing that the past could not have been any different, that people do what they do because that's what they know to do at the time. And the key is when they know how to do something better, then they do something better. And for me, whether he ever changed, that was not important to my journey. I had to then take the pain and turn them into lessons. They were no longer pain that I could now show people and look at the scars and the wounds and all these terrible things that happened to me. They were now le lessons that I could say as a result of being in an abusive and um, an abusive relationship. Here is what I learned about setting boundaries. Here is what I learned about trusting your instincts. Here is what I learned about involving the police in order to be able to um, get an ally on your side and someone to help you and seek out resources. Here is what I learned about family that will support you and you don't have to be embarrassed. And so it is literally all about the, the thoughts that we choose to believe. If you are thinking a negative thought, I give you one, one quick way to get rid of it. Just ask yourself, is it true? Remember the example that I gave about the wife believing that her husband didn't want her anymore because he wanted space during the quarantine just to kind of you know, relax and unwind. So if she would ask herself, is that true that he said he didn't want to be with me anymore? In order for you to, to determine if it's true, you have to provide three facts to support it. And in that example, as you know, there were no facts of support that the husband said, I want to get away from you. I don't love you anymore. He just needed some breathing room. Do you see how we spend so much time and energy in negative thinking and all we have to do is examine our thoughts. This could be a whole series, um, a course, and maybe that's something I'll do in the future. But today, I just wanted you to understand that you do not have to suffer in your thoughts, that you do have the power to change them by simply examining them. I say all the time, it's my model for exhale. You can either be miserable or stronger, but the amount of time is the same. I would like for you right now, wherever you are, if you're driving, of course, you can do this as well. Just don't close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes. Just take in a big, big inhale. 
and then let it out. Did you know that every time you inhale and exhale, you're creating a new person every time? Did you know that? Thank you for listening today. I pray that something that I said resonates with you that could be helpful in your life. If you would like more information on relationship coaching, life coaching, or keynote empowerment speaking, please visit my website, website, exhalenow.org. There you can find all the information you need on how to get started with relationship coaching, life coaching, or to book me for a speaking event. I want to thank you all, Exhale community, for tuning in and listening. I pray that something that I've said today, that you'll be able to take and apply it in your own life. And just remember, again, you can either be miserable or stronger, but the amount of time is still the same. So what are you going to choose? Thank you again for listening. Until next time, peace and blessings.